Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of I Don't Know History with me, Alex. And me, RJ. Today, we're going to be covering the, some, the somewhat uh, sensitive topic of the African slave trade. So if that's something that interests you, please feel free to continue listening. Uh, if it's something you don't really want to hear about, then I'm just letting you know now. Okay? Alrighty. Let's go on with the show. Uh, RJ. Hello. How much do you know about slavery? Um, not a lot. I know it's bad. Uh, oh, I know yeah. it's happened oh, yeah. throughout multiple races, throughout essentially while humans have fucking existed from uh, anti-Semitism in um, Egypt mm. uh, to just uh, obviously the Americas taking whatever the fuck they pleased. Um, Pretty much. And a lot more. I believe there was Spanish slavery. Uh, I think I may have gotten some wires crossed there. I think there might have been something. On I that. don't know. I, about I, that, I don't know. I don't know. I think something was referenced to me in the past about that, but... Uh, maybe we'll touch on it in the future. Perhaps. Well, the topic of today's podcast is not actually about the African slave trade. Okay. Um, but obviously there is... It's a, it's a, it's a certain conflict uh, over the African slave trade. Now, do you know what that might be? Is it the American Civil War? It is the American Civil War, oh. 1861 to 1865. See, Alex kind of has a topic today that is actually something that I kind of know. It's kind of topical, uh, to be honest with you. Because... Uh, I have listened to the musical Hamilton. I love the musical Hamilton. It is really enjoyable. It's a grand old time, and it reflects a lot of the Founding Fathers in both a positive and negative light for the for their positive reasons, but also not letting them get away with their shit. I think it's also important to uh, to talk about this at the moment because of the, the debate that's happening in America about the tearing down of... Uh, statues of oh, Confederate okay. military leaders. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's something that's happening a lot in America now. Um, the whole NFL controversy as well is it's like rebelling against Trump and things like that, and just how uh, white supremacy is making you know a, a bit of a comeback. Ugh. When is it ever going really away? <laughs> uh, the statue of Robert E. Lee was taken down. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Robert E. Lee today. Okay. And there have been calls for various other uh, Confederate generals who were involved in the slave trade and fought for the slave trade um, in this podcast. Okay. Um, so, where are we starting? What, what, what year are we beginning well, in? I thought as, as we started in the first mm-hmm. episode with the 20th century, yep. we dove way back into history, yes. into the 11th century of the Battle of Hastings and uh, medieval Wales. I thought we'd push back forward to sort of modern history. Okay. Now, when was America founded, RJ? In the 1700s, I what, believe. What precise year? Uh, I'm actually not 100% sure, but it's roughly in the 1750s. 1776. Seventeen fifty. there Se- were people in America and there was government, but it was still ruled by the British. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a British colony. That, that, that's the thing that messed me up, because I know in Hamilton, um, it's 1776. Like, 1776 uh, was the... I yes. didn't know... That's when it was founded. 1776 was the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Independence. I thought that happened a decent amount of time afterwards. The United States of America became a sovereign nation. Yes. But it was threatened as a sovereign nation. Did you know that during the Civil War? Um, Do you know anything in the ins and outs of the Civil War? No. no. Do you know who the main belligerents were? No. 
All right. Well, we, we will Literally, get on to that. I can I can tell you a lot between 1776 and 1805. Um, that's about that's all I Let's got. Let's go from 1805 to 1865. Then you son of a bitch. Shall we? Because is that actually what you got? <laughs> uh, pretty much. Because I know prior to that, the, the, the as I said once again, this is all my Hamilton knowledge from the Hamilton mixtape. There was a third song that they didn't keep in, and that was the Cabinet Battle Number Three. Uh, the reason why I just want to briefly bring this up is because Hamilton actually fought against slavery uh, in the late 1700s. Um, but uh, George Wash- Washington said that we kind of have to keep it because we already came to an agreement and we couldn't nego- uh, negotiate this contract again until 1800s. Uh, and I'm guessing yes. this is where this yeah. comes in. So um, slavery was a big part of the economic boom of America mm-hmm. uh, in, its, in its initial in its initial form. Obviously, the, the slave trade had been happening for many, many years in Britain and other other, other places as well. Yes. Um, even, like, into the 19th century, there were, or the 18, uh, 20th century, there were still uh, African people uh, working as servants. Yeah. It wasn't slave labor because it was outlawed, but obviously it still continued. And obviously, through into the 50s and 60s, there was a lot of prejudice against black people with mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Martin Luther King and the Civil Rights Movement. But this is the first real instance of uh, a white-black divide in America. Mm-hmm. So, in 1808, Thomas Jefferson, mm-hmm. the president, mm-hmm. prohibited... And slave owner, and got multiple slaves pregnant. Okay, well, here's something he, he did good for slaves, right? He prohibited the importation of slaves. Mm-hmm. So you could not bring slaves from Africa into America. However, there were already several million slaves in America at the time. Yeah. Uh, they could still also, they could still be I feel I feel bad that I'm doing this now but I'm just really excited uh that I know a bit of history. I know. This should be called I, IDP, IK history. I, IK IDK history but it sounds for like, I do know history. No, IKK history. I kind of know. You got to be careful with those Ks. I yeah, know. I was like, "Oh, no, not on this topic." Um but whilst they were discussing in the late 17th century about changing 18th this century, the 18th century 18th century yes oh yes because i forget it's one ahead yeah one ahead uh in the late 18th century um they were discussing um and george washington even i believe mentioned uh about the fact of we will prohibit importation uh when the contract uh, when we're allowed to speak about it in congress Um, america was built on the slave trade yeah there's no there's no we can't uh because they also didn't if they just abolished it the government would owe Tons of people money for... I'm sure, that. yeah, for the importation that's what, of Because that's what they were also avoiding. But yeah, so the industrialization of the USA and the economic boom was, was pretty much bolstered by the slave trade because mm-hmm. cheap labor, or mm-hmm. free labor for that, for that matter. So in 1808, as I said, Thomas Jefferson prohibited the importation of slaves. However, they could still be bought and sold domestically. Have you seen the film Django Unchained? Uh, no, I have not. If you watch the film Django Unchained, while it is a Tarantino movie and it's, it's slightly farcical, there is obviously still a... A serious slave connotation because the main char- spoilers the main character Django is a uh, slave. Is, a, is a slave and he yep. gets he gets freed and there's several other slaves and it starts with like a slave march to somewhere in North Carolina I think um, because cotton plantations in the south in the south of America exported to abroad and the cotton industry just started growing and growing and growing because it was a new sort of thing they invented the cotton cotton loom the cotton mill which mean meant cotton could be uh, picked and not picked but um manufactured into actual materials uh-huh. much much quicker so obviously that 
boomed hugely and a lot of um a lot of northern states were kind of getting away from slavery a bit because they didn't the slaves didn't you want you want to you want to tell this as though the the northerners were like oh i don't think slavery is right anymore but it was mm-hmm. more because the slaves didn't have the necessary uh, capabilities to run the in the, the machines that were becoming more and more prevalent in the in the north of the united states because industrialization was was happening and now yeah in the southern states uh, separated by what's called the mason dixon line um were much more agrarian they still relied a lot more on agriculture and they still had these cotton plantations and they were unfortunately they were unfortunately being exported the cotton Mm-hmm. That the, these thousands and thousands and thousands of slaves made to uh, many different countries, particularly Britain and France. Okay. So let's fast forward a little bit. Yeah. James Buchanan in 1852, 1853, was elected president. He was a Democrat. He was. They were all Democrats. The third president. No, Buchanan was seventh or eighth. In nineteen, in not nineteen, in eighteen, 18, 18 in the eighteen fifties. Eighteen fifties. So you had oh, oh, you, you Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe. Oh, you're testing me. You're really testing Wait, me. Eighteen fifty. In the eighteen fifties. Okay, I thought you said James Buchanan was the president. Because it was because you were once in eighteen oh eight. Yeah, thought. we skipped forward. Um, uh, who else? Abraham Lincoln. What you, was he? He was the ah. Uh, we're getting I'm there, getting we're getting there. Abraham I just realised we're right in period of time. So, so in 1860, Abraham Lincoln mm-hmm. came into the election campaign flying the banner of the prohibition of slavery. Mm-hmm. He, he, won, he won the general election based on that. He was the first ever Republican president. Mm-hmm. Now, Republicanism wasn't the same as it is today. Yeah, uh, was it, it wasn't Republican and Democrats back it then. Was it was Democrat the, and Republican, Re- yes. It was the... Um, Democratic Republicans, not the Democrats and the Republicans, because they split up later. I only know a lot about this because I really got into Hamilton before anyone's like, oh, do you actually know his history? No, I fucking don't. Republicans these days are a lot more right-wing and some of them verge on white supremacy and a bit of racism. I I shan't tar all Republicans with the same brush. Mm -hmm. But um, Republicans in, in in this day and age weren't quite the same. So in 1860, Abraham Lincoln won the general election, flying the banner of pro, uh, prohibiting slavery. Now, southern states for many years had already been threatening to secede from the Union over increased federal power. So do you know how America runs? Uh, it's like, I know it's said like you've got the president and if the president wants to put something through action, it has to go through Congress as well because no one person can have all the power. Right. But all Is those... that what you're referring to? <clears throat> Not or? quite. That's checks and balances. But okay. all the things, the president... Um, the Congress, the Senate, the Supreme Court, they're all branches of the federal government. Oh, now, okay. federal government is um, a localized government that governs the entire country. But what's different here from a federal government to, say, a, um, what we have, uh, a constitutional monarchy, yep. is that a federal government is only like the tippy-top. All the states govern their own Certain certain laws. Yeah. So you know how in the European Union, the European Union in a way is a federalized form of government in that it enacts laws that supersede our own. But if they don't have a law for it, then the states can, can the countries decide, can, yeah. can decide their own. It's it's pretty much that in America. And can't the UK like say no to certain ones, isn't it? Because we have a lot. Well, we had, I guess, depending on when this podcast comes out. Um, people in people in uh, European Union countries can try and push for 
differences in the wording of the law in a way that can make it interpreted slightly differently. And states can do that in America as well. Mm -hmm. But prior to sort of the 1850s, while there was a federal government, there was still a lot of state-run laws. So, for example, the death penalty, uh, age of consent, gun laws in in America still are governed by the state's own governor. Okay? Mm -hmm. And his, his cabinet. So the federal government rules over all of America. So there was increased federal power. Yep. Uh, more and more people was, uh, were sort of becoming subjects to this federal government. Mm-hmm. Uh, the southern states didn't like this. They they were some of the biggest states, like Texas, places like that. They have always own... had like beef, yeah, though, because they... when they started taxing whiskey, they were like, what the fuck mm. are you doing, North? They had their own powers. They had their own slightly different ideologies, and they didn't want uh, their their rights being infringed upon. I like that this jigsaw puzzle is being complete in my head. Yeah. One of the rights they didn't want in, to be infringed upon... Mm-hmm. Uh, coming into the 1860s, was the right to own slaves. Mm-hmm. So, the date, like, before Abraham Lincoln could, could be inaugurated, seven states seceded from the Union to form the Confederate States of, of America. The Confederated States of America. My God. Which, in their eyes... I never really thought about that part. Of no, it. exactly. In their eyes, it was a different country. Yeah, it's like... Well, it's all connected. It's all land connected, like Canada and the US. But, mm. like, this would have been a separate entity within... If the Confederates had won the Civil War, there would be the United States of America and the Confederated States of America. There would be yeah. two different... I mean, it, it might have, they might have united at one point uh, through history, but there still could today be two two Americas. You know? So, well, it kind of is, because the continent of America also includes... Two, two United Brazil. States. Was a United it States does and Confederate include Brazil, States. right? The American, like, it's in South America. If you want to refer to those things as the Americas, mm-hmm. uh, RJ, we really need to do an I don't know geography. Yeah, like I'm a bit funny. Do we'll do a special episode? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also one where I actually know something about history, and I've got to teach you. Maybe. We'll so see. the seven states that seceded from the Union to form the Confederate States of America were. Can you guess any? Um, they're all southern states. They're all southern states. All southern states where today maybe Idaho? there's no Idaho's Louisiana. North. Idaho's northwest. Louisiana is one. Uh, Georgia. Georgia is one. Uh, Alabama. Alabama is one. Are you reading my notes? No, I'm not. I'm just being a bit typical on bash uh, on typical. Like, this is where the stereotype comes from. I think. Yeah, I'm guessing this is where the stereotype comes from because mm-hmm. I'm literally quoting all the stereotypical yep. places. So Georgia, Louisiana, Alabama, Te- Texas. Texas is one. Um. I was about to say New Mexico, but I'm guessing that didn't exist at that point. It did exist. It did? Mm. Was it? No. Oh, okay. Not not the first seven. Okay. Um, I don't know. Florida, of oh, course. Oh, of course. <laughs> and uh, Mississippi. I've missed out North Carolina, but North Carolina is also there. I'm not sure if this was mentioned in Caparaje, but did you know that South Carolina why Florida has a lot of weird news? Is because they're reporting on on just arrests. You know, I did listen to different. that episode of Kaparaji. That was in Kaparaji, was I it? I did listen to that there episode. There we are. If you're wondering what Arjay's talking about, feel free to listen to episode 10. Episode 11. Episode 11 of the Kaparaji podcast. Also available on Podmage, as is this episode, as is this podcast, I Don't Know History. Yeah, plugging it in. I have missed South Carolina off this list, but South Carolina is the seventh. Oh, okay. There we are. Okay. So when did Carolina split? I don't know. <laughs> 
have to go. I have to go slightly further. Into well, Tinto, you don't know much Georgia, about history. Louisiana, I know a lot more than you, my friend. Shut the fuck up. Georgia, Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, Texas, and South Carolina seceded to become the Confederate States of the of America, the Confederated States of America, all called the Confederacy, or if you like, the South. Okay. Right. So. Okay. Okay. And they elected their own president, Jefferson Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, so, having this happen before Lincoln's inauguration, right? He, Lincoln didn't necessarily want to end slavery. Um, he feared it would, because he feared it would start a war. He didn't want to uh, mess with the southern states' rights and things like that. Um, he just wanted to secure the Union and, and preserve the Union. Yeah. Because secession was illegal. Seceding from the Union was an illegal act. Um, the Articles of Confederation and Perpetual Union were signed uh, between the, the 13 original colonies, right? The 13 original states. What does perpetual mean, RJ? Perpetual? Perpetual. Just continuous? Forever. Perpetual yeah. means forever. So the Acts of Confederation and Perpetual Union, just, just in the title alone, you can tell that seceding from the Union is not, it's not allowed. You know, in fact, the Confederacy offered to pay for the lands. What, to America? Yeah. Be like, we won't to, be our own place. Offered to pay for the lands to the United States and sign a peace treaty. To be like, you do your thing, we'll do our thing. We'll buy the lands from you and keep on do, keep on having slavery. I was slavery. to be like, oh, that's really good. And then I was like, no, they just want to be a fucking slave-owning slave, racist. Slave-owner haven, yeah. Haven. But Lincoln went on this, this basis. The secession was not lawful. Mm-hmm. And he rejected this peace treaty because... Signing this peace treaty would have recognized the Confederacy as a sovereign nation. Yeah. Now, at this point, no no country in the world was recognizing the Confederacy as its own nation. The UK listed it as a belligerent, but not as a nation in itself. It's so weird hearing about international groups during this time where it, really it would have taken it weeks for oh, yeah, like, the UK to found nation. out. To find out, like by the time the UK fi- found out about this, they would have been a decent chunk ahead. Hang on, there was a civil war. <laughs> <laughs> Just that the news gets them. Oh dear, the civil war is taking place. The British must have been and thinking, like in the US, it's like it's over. <laughs> the British must have been thinking, we leave you alone for five minutes. <laughs> Like, now, what are you going to do? <laughs> they, they just got back from, fuck, obviously not, because it wouldn't take that long, but they just get back from like losing mm. the, uh, the, the battle for independence, and just like suddenly someone comes in, they're already fighting! <laughs> they're already fighting each other. So, the Union, mm-hmm. the North, the, U- the United States of America, the Union, as they're called, yep. um, kind of wasn't really that concerned about the Confederacy. They thought, oh, it'll, 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 But the first hostilities of the American Civil War were the Confederate attack on Fort Sumter. I've forgotten what state this is in. Okay. Unfortunately. And having been attacked, this rallied the Union into action, obviously. What was it called again? Fort what? Fort Sumter. Fort Sumter. Sumter. I don't know. Carry on. There it is. Sumter, Charleston, South Carolina. It's in Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah, there we are. How... Appropriate. Carry on. Uh, most people in the Union believed this was like a, a minority of Southerners really favoured secession. It's kind of like Brexit. Oh my Let's God. get that political bell out. Oh my God. Mo- Are mo- we going to be just... Is someone going to do a podcast in the future called I don't know, History and they're going to talk about fucking Brexit? It's going to be me and you in 60 years. Just like, oh, 
Brexit was a bad idea. Most, mo- seriously though, most Remainers thought, oh, no one really wants to leave, do they? It's kind of like that. And most, so many voters just... Most, most Unionists believe that it was a minority of Southerners who really favoured secession. But there were, there were a lot. Like, obviously a lot. It was a large majority. Because of this belief. Um, it's people who are wrong keeping it silent so they can be right. When enough people yeah. support their view, yeah. Um, so Abe Lincoln only called for 70, uh, 75,000 volunteers. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, it's, it's, it's compared to like the armies of like the 11th century where Harold Godwinson marched on... <laughs> marched on Wait, 75,000 or 700,000? 75,000. 75,000. When... Like Harold Goblinson marched on Llewellyn at Griffith with twenty thousand men. That's so weird. That was a huge for a army. time of like we don't have a shit ton of people on the planet. Mm. Like seventy five thousand volunteers, right? There would have been three billion people on the planet at that point. I don't even know, mate. Something like that. I can't. I well, back in the tenth century, wasn't that not? There weren't like even like, a billion. Re- I think there maybe? was no there was no recorded population because obviously there were people living in. America, which know, as far as people knew didn't exist, and like houses, and they figure out like that in that the way. in the in the and known tombs. world, yeah. <laughs> so hostilities began. Now, other states, four more states: Virginia, Tennessee, Arkansas, and North Carolina, mm-hmm. had good relations with their neighbor states, and they refused to fight them. Yep. And so, therefore, they also seceded from the Union and joined the Confederacy. Okay. So the Confederacy now has more states in it. Now, uh, a prime example of someone who did not want to fight against his home state, because um, this gentleman was from Virginia, the first state, was a gentleman called Robert E. Lee. Oh. We've talked about Robert E. Lee already. Yeah. He's, his statue was pulled down. Robert E. Lee was one of the commanders <coughs> of the United States Army. He was an army commander. Yep. But when he was like, hey, you need to take up arms as, in the Union Army against these states, he was like, I can't fight against my, my home state of Virginia. Yeah, so he defected and joined the Confederate Army. He was one of their top top military leaders. Now, Ugh. the the balance of power was <clears throat> it was an odd one in this war because the Union, the North of the the, the United States of America, had all the people, had all the resources, yeah, all the, the the railway and transport links. You'd think it was a foregone conclusion, but the Confederacy had many considerably better military leaders Mm -hmm. Robert E. Lee is is one example a gentleman called Thomas Jackson Mm -hmm. who was known for his his excellent defence and therefore was nicknamed Stonewall Jackson do you know the name? I recognise that Stonewall Jackson was another general in the confederacy so they have much better military leaders but they have much less troops okay so that's where the confederacy gets their power if we push forward a little bit, the war's been going on for two years. I'll, I'll, I'm going to skip back and forth a little bit. That's cool. Uh, in January 1863. Like a HBO kind of dramatic show where they don't want to show everything that would obviously happen yeah, sure. until later sure. on. Otherwise it's a Dirzik Machina. In January 1863, to unite the Unionists, who were faltering after the Confederate fight back, was much, much stronger than expected. Mm-hmm. Lincoln gave what... what became known as the Emancipation Proclamation. Have you heard of that? Yes, because I think it's in a song as well. Yeah, it, the, the, the Americans talk about it a lot. The Emancipation, uh, the Emancipation Proclamation. It does sound really good in a now, song, though. Like, what imagine, this did... Just imagine like the 
uh, like the beginning of obviously this like I'm not going on about Hamilton here but like just imagine a rap song being like the Emancipation Proclamation like that with the air horns yeah what do you think the Emancipation Proclamation did emancipated a proclamation good job okay so it uh, it it freed the slaves yeah in the confederacy mm-hmm. now Abe Lincoln going oh I'm going to free the slaves in the confederacy it's kind of he doesn't have any jurisdiction there at the moment it's kind of like me going RJ you're now the queen of Hawaii yeah oh fuck I'm going to tweet about this now but I have I have no power to make you the queen well, of Hawaii well it doesn't matter you've said it uh, you, you understand what I mean? Though, yes, right? I understand what you mean. Why did he do this then? If it had no, if it had no direct impact, it didn't directly accomplish anything, right? Mm-hmm. It was. It, it made the war about slavery, which made it a very clear cut. This is bad because a lot of people were going. We don't really need this war. I'm fine with them having their rights. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it legalized the status of black slaves as citizens. And not wartime contraband. My God. So wartime contraband. So obviously, black slaves were possessions, mm-hmm. as far as many people were concerned. They weren't people. They weren't. They didn't have their own rights. They were. They were possessions. Mm-hmm. A lot of them escaped to the north because they knew that they weren't slaves there. It was. They were. There were. There was no slavery. And. Lincoln didn't want to do anything illegal. Didn't want to do anything unlawful. And having those black slaves there as as contraband and not returning them to the Confederacy would have been illegal. So that's another reason he he declared this Emancipation Proclamation. So that they could stay in the Union and not have to be returned. They were citizens and no longer contraband. Um, not only did it make the war about slavery, it made it legal for black slaves to join the army. Mm-hmm. Which they did. Mm-hmm. En masse. Yep. For the Union. Uh, and it made made it legal for slaves to run away. <laughs> I'm actually surprised so many joined the war. Which they actually I get war. the reason why I was surprised fighting say, like, fighting with the people who were fighting against slavery. That makes perfect sense. No, but um, yeah, but in the uh, battle for independence, a lot of black people did take <laughs> arms and were fighting. Yeah, but they were used, and they were told that they would be not all. They were told the ones that did fight um, would be freed, mm-hmm. um, and would be free men. Not well, slaves. And then, they were um, they were free black people. They were landowners, but they were like told uh, after they fought in the war, they were told no. Mm. They were back. They went back to being slaves. So this Emancipation Proclamation attracted a lot of slaves in the Confederacy to flee their masters, yep. go to the Union, and have no fear of being sent back, which was what would have happened before this. They had been sent back to, to work and would have been punished by their masters. Mm-hmm. So now they run from the Union. They're free men as far as Abraham Lincoln and the, and the Union is concerned. They yeah. can stay there. They're free. How'd you feel so far? <sighs> like, this is tense. Mm. Obviously, dramatic as fuck. Mm. Um, but overall, excited to see what the future holds for... Black people. I'm glad you're having a good time, RJ. Oh, wait. It's 2017 and black people aren't having a good time. Well, Better than then. They're not slaves anymore. Don't that, that like is, you did them a favour, That is Alex. some. That is some positive. 
I'm not. I'm not. I'm I know, but the, that, the but tone that you use, then be like, well, they're not slaves anymore. Like, what are you? Robert Ely, Robert Alex Lee. If you're enjoying this podcast, please, please feel free to subscribe. <laughs> leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. Uh, make sure you check out all the other uh, exciting podcasts that Podmage has to offer. Uh, when, what, what kind of podcasts can people listen to on Podmage, RJ? People can listen to things such as The Rhyme Quest, which is a D&D podcast that Tom Stickler hosts as the DM. They can also listen to Cabrage, which is my enjoyable talk show. I was going to say wonderful, but I was, was, was going like to say that one. Oh, okay. I didn't realise we were doing a back and forth. Yeah. Uh, let's do a rewind then. Ooh. I'm just looking at that, that audio wave <laughs> for that for okay. that effort you just made. Yep, yep. <coughs> um, I've done okay. Rhyme Quest, the, the Tom Stickler host. Yeah. Uh, book Club with Alice Evans. Uh, Moss on. It's a, it's a book review podcast. It's Moss on Sen, in which Moss and friends review movies, comics, and more. There is another one. Cuparage. That isn't yours, is there? Cuparage. And Caparage, of course, hosted by our very own RJ. Can I oh, say your last name? No, don't you dare. I mean, it's, it's fine. I'm taking the piss. Um, yeah, I host a wonderful talk show in which I invite my friends on. We talk about a topic and then we play a game called Headlines, which Alex hates. Do you want to cut a little clip of Caparage into here? I can't be asked to do that much editing when I'm leaving for Paris in three hours. Oh, cool. Two hours. Oh, fuck. I'm well, let's get, on. <laughs> let's get on with this podcast then. So, at about this time, uh, things called, because there weren't enough soldiers, things called draft laws happened. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you understand what a draft law is? Uh, I'm guessing it's a law that's currently in drafted form uh, of no, not, no. Being, not completing through government, but like so, this is a law that we will enact soon. That would make sense. It's wrong, however. How is, what is it? A draft law is a law that brings in a military draft. Oh, so men so are drafted into the army. Conscript- D-R-A-U-G-H-T. No, is it? D-R-A-F-T. That's weird. It's refer- It's the same word, just it means a different thing. But a draft it's, and it's, a draft. It's a, like, it's, a draft. Like, I always thought draft as in being drafted into the army was uh, G-H-T. Like the game, like the game because, draft. Because like, it's like a draft. Like mm-hmm. You are drafted in like the wind. Because that's how you spell draft no. as well, isn't it? No. Spell- a, draft a draft of wind, wind is D-R-A-F-T. No... No. All right. Well, we'll see. I don't. I'm. I, I'm pretty sure. But carry on. Carry on. I'm still listening. No, I've got to. I've got to wait for this. You one. need to know as well, though, is it? Yeah. I do. Uh, draft. Military recruitment. Okay, you're right on that one. Draft manuscript. Operation on the printer. Yeah. Okay. Drafted into the army. Didn't know that. I thought. Yeah. Uh, U.S. spelling of draft noun. So the U.S. spell it. Oh. Like that. Yeah. A cool of current F. Oh, well, my mistake. Very good. There we are. We were both wrong in certain ways. We were both right in certain ways, too. Yeah. High five. It's like life. Knowing when you're wrong and knowing when you're right. But in this situation, slavery's wrong. Always. Always. I thought I said slavery was right then. I no. Was like, no oh, no, my no. God. I would have corrected you. It's fine. Thank you. <laughs> so these draft laws came in. So it became a law that people had to be had to go and serve in the army. Mm-hmm. They were really unpopular. I'm guessing. Really, really unpopular. They led to desertions on both sides. A lot of people from the Union just left and went to Canada. Have you seen the film <sighs> Gangs of New York? No. Okay, so... Were well, you just... expecting some more <laughs> from that then? The thing is, RJ, right? This is I Don't Know History. I'm trying to tie it in with, like, things that you might know. That's why I mentioned, like, 
Hamilton we talked about. Yeah. Uh, the film Lincoln with Daniel Day-Lewis. What, what did I speak about earlier? There was something else I mentioned. <laughs> Do you write pop, like, pop culture in there as well? I write pop hope. culture in for you, mate. <laughs> So that you can you can get a better grip of where this is based on. Right, you know so when when Caitlyn Jenner had bad shoes that one time and Beyonce like lost her shit like that, RJ. Also, please never bring up the Jenners on this show because I won't understand. So in Gangs of New York, <laughs> towards the end of it, uh, people are rioting because of these drafts. These yep. huge amounts of riots. They actually get caught up in in the draft riots yep. in the of the eighteen sixties. Uh, yeah, as I said, there were huge numbers of deserters, and it just just a very bad thing. However, it did bring a lot of a lot more soldiers in, and increased the 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 scale of this war. So obviously, <clears throat> the Confederate forces and supplies were, were dwindling at this point. Now, this is due to the massive Union naval blockade that had been going on for two years. Mm-hmm. Where they blockaded pretty much every port because a lot of the South is based on port cities. Okay. So places like, you know, Florida and uh, the Carolinas and Texas. Uh, does Texas have any ports? I, I, I don't know. And Alabama and places like that all have a large port city. They have port cities. And the Mississippi because obviously the Mississippi has this enormous long river mm-hmm. that flows down into the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, yeah. So they're all they're all based on uh, port economy, and they're they're shipping all this cotton out to Britain in order to make money. Now this enormous naval blockade had been going on for two years, led by a gentleman called General Winfield, Winfield Scott. And they would they had hoped that because of this, the, the British might get involved and help them out. Mm-hmm. The British didn't care. They went and got their cotton from India and Egypt, and started buying stuff over there. The <laughs> bloody British. British if, you're, if you're British yeah, and you're listening to this and you have a sense of national pride, just know that the British are the worst. Con- the Britain is the worst country that's ever existed. We literally took over everything, ripped the countries apart, then went bye. Pre- pretty much, like the amount of atrocities that the British committed in like Australia. I don't know history, and yet I remember enough from my history class to go, oh, Britain is pretty shit. We mm. invented the train, though. Did we? Yeah, the, the train was popularised in the UK. Oh. And I'm pretty sure we invented it. Okay, Google. Who invented the train? You asked for this. Uh, Richard Trevithick. Yeah. Um, Showcase of London. Oh, of course, because George Stevenson as well. Who are these people? Sorry. George Stevenson invented the steam engine. Oh, there we are. Yeah, that, that was it. Specifically, the steam engine was invented in the UK. Yeah. So the Union strategy to win this war yep. was based on a four-pronged assault. Yeah? So you've got George McClellan yep. would march into Virginia. Okay. The forces from Ohio would march through Kentucky into Tennessee. They were led by a name you might know, Ulysses S. Grant. I do know that name. Future president. Yes. This is basically how it happened. If you were a general in the army, you, you became a president. Yeah, pretty it even much. happened up until I like did know because like a lot of like Hamilton stuff. And when I started researching, I was like, God, all these people, I know their names for Ulysses multiple S. things. U.S. Grant, unconditional surrender, Grant. They called him. <sighs> uh, and the if mi- there is a war now, guaranteed. He's, Trump he, no, he's, a, it. he's, right. a, he's a unionist. Political bell. He's a unionist. He's a goodie. No, as far just, as we're concerned. No, it's just uh, everyone. To, everyone who was a general, you were saying, became president. Pretty much pseudo kind well, of thing. Um, fine, everyone who was a president was also a 
previously had, 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 had been general, a general. Generally, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Missouri Department would go south along the Mississippi River. It was very important for them to secure all all along the Mississippi River. Yep. And a western attack would come through from Kansas. So they were just closing in with their enormous amounts of men. By 1863, the Union had taken the mouth of the Mississippi. They'd mm-hmm. taken Memphis along the Mississippi. They managed to take from in the western co- uh, conflict. Uh, Ulysses Grant managed to take Fort Henry, Fort Donelson, and Shiloh. They fought Shiloh. But the biggest battle for them was Vicksburg in July 1863, when they managed to take Vicksburg, which was the final step in retaking the whole of the Mississippi River. What that did was it split the Confederate forces in half. You have them in uh, Carolina and Florida and Alabama and Mississippi, and then to the west you've got them in Texas and Arizona at that point as well. Okay. So their forces are split, and it's very difficult for them to get sort of any messages across. Now, here's someone I want to talk to you about. Robert E. Lee, who I've mentioned. Robert E. Lee was probably one of the best generals of the South. Yeah. Now, a lot of... best in a... A lot of people rag on Robert E. Lee for for fighting for slavery. Now, Robert E. Lee is probably... If you talk to historians, he's probably one one of the least bad... Of the Confederate generals, because he was fighting for his state's rights. He was he was a Unionist originally, but he defected. I, it's, okay. it's difficult to say at this point whether or not people wanted slaves yeah. or didn't want slaves because they've been dead for many years. He was, so, he was fighting on the wrong side. Yeah, he might have been fighting on the wrong side. But this is like imagine now we, me and you got um, in a fight. Mm-hmm. Like you're in, I'm in Cardiff Central. You're in Cardiff Bay politically on our political lines. Um, as in when we go vote. I'm in Cardiff uh, South. Cardiff South, is it? Mm. I thought you were. You were being Cardiff Central, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. So, um, if that were to take place, mm-hmm. if, if us two were fighting and say, like, my side was vo- voting for really wanted, um, I don't know, um, gays to not eat Nutella, dumb, dumb fucking example. Uh, and I, and you were like, no, gay should eat Nutella. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't fighting like, but there was the one thing that my team was like, oh, we also want to reduce Fredo's back to five p. Like, if I was fighting for that, no, yeah. There's also th- just because I was fighting for one thing in the party. It's, it's the it's it, the, the it's the over encompassing like the, you you're still making, you're, yeah. what you are doing yeah, is still bad even still, though that you're like. Fredo's 5P, you everyone would love that. You don't excuse Hitler for his economic reforms. Yeah, just because he was a good painter doesn't mean he was a... He wasn't a very good painter. No, he wasn't. He, was just, was he, he just economically reformed Germany very well. Anyway, we talked about that in episode one of I Don't Know History, available on Podmage yes. and Stitcher and Blueberry and iTunes. Yeah, take a listen wherever podcast exists. Hopefully. I don't think Google Play. Or Podmage.com. Podmage.com. Regardless of your feelings on the gentleman Robert E. Lee. Yep. He was an excellent commander. He won various victories despite being outnumbered. He just knew how to strategize. Uh, he, he marched his way north. He was finally beaten, or beaten, as he advanced north at a place called Antietam. 17th okay. September 1862. We've gone back a bit. We're just talking about Robert E. Lee. Okay. Which is still, even after World War One, World War Two, the Gulf War, the other Gulf War, Vietnam, Korea, is the bloodiest day in U.S. military history. Jesus. The bloodiest day. It was kind of a draw in this particular battle. Like, it was considered a northern victory because they managed to check, like, Robert E. Lee and, and, and sent him back. But he'd marched so far north and they didn't they didn't beat him, you know? It was just, oh, we, we've got to stop here. Yeah. 
But he just continued to win these victories. He he won an easy victory at a place called Chancellorsville before he decided to continue marching north into Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. where the most famous battle and the bloodiest battle... No, the bloodiest day and the bloodiest battle are two different things, because okay. this battle lasted three days. Yep. Happened. Okay. So on, in July 1863, what's called... The Battle of Gettysburg. I know this. Yeah. I actually don't know the full history. I've just heard this name before. The Battle of Gettysburg is well known because it was uh, the defense of the North, if you like. Robert E. Lee had yeah. really pushed up and gone, right, we're going to take this war to them. Yeah. And it was considered one of the one of the Unionists' biggest biggest victories. It was kind of a turning point in the war as well. Okay. Now, while the Confederacy never really stood that much of a chance to win the war, not as a... Uh, they wouldn't get a surrender out of the North. They would get a, a white peace and a... And a a peace treaty and some of their terms would be agreed to that's what they were hoping for but yep. the battle of gettysburg and, and the, the union victory really kind of swung it for the unionists mm-hmm. uh the battle of gettysburg has been recorded in various documents yeah afterwards um lincoln made what's called the gettysburg address where he was talking about a new birth for the union mm-hmm. and it's a very inspiring speech i was going to write it down and read read the whole thing to you or at least certain excerpts but Wait, i thought we did the have... gettysburg speech you said the gettysburg address gettysburg address why the fuck did i think it was called gettysburg speech i've heard of this before i mean if you just typed in the gettysburg address there yeah. we are i just want to pick up a little bit of it um what are the words of the gettysburg address click that one oh. go back go back go back Oh, it says four score. Is that fucking... No, what's the Gettysburg Address? What, what are the words? Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. That's the, the crux of the Gettysburg Address. How he's talking about, let's get rid of slavery, everyone's equal. Like, our, our forefathers came here to create this new nation of freedom and that's what America's about. We hold the these land of the free and the home of the brave, right? All men are created equal, but when I meet Thomas Jefferson, uh, I'm a compelling to include women in the sequel. Work. Emancipation look around, Proclamation. Look around, how lucky we are to be alive right now. Sorry. Um, I really like Hamilton, and I'm really enjoying when bits that we are talking about currently are lyrics I'm in glad Hamilton. I'm glad you're enjoying it. In 1864, yep. Ulysses S. Grant was made commander of all of the Union forces okay. for, for recognition of his his bravery and valour. He was not afraid of winning what's called a Pyrrhic victory. Do you know what Pyrrhic means? No. It means you lose so much you lose so much that you it almost doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like a, a Pyr- say say you're a boxer. Now a Pyrrhic victory, say you, you knock me out, but I cause you permanent brain damage. That's a Pyrrhic victory. Ulysses S. Grant lost so many men because he was more concerned with winning the battle than saving the lives of his men he would not retreat yeah such was his fervor to win this war oh my god i guess uh yeah he lost, <coughs> he lost a lot of men during his brutal campaigns but i mean they they worked i suppose he pushed down towards richmond virginia which at the time was the confederate capital before then it was montgomery alabama because of course it was <sighs> montgomery alabama if you don't know is where dr martin luther king did a lot of his speeches yeah it was the, the, the epicenter of, of a civil rights movement and like black oppression in the 60s, in the 50s and 60s. Um, the Confederates were defeated at Mobile, Alabama. The, the, the Unionists retook Atlanta, Georgia, which was a really important one, and at Nashville, Tennessee. 
Um, do you know what the, the funniest thing about this whole thing, RG, is? What? Is that Abraham Lincoln had to run for re-election during the war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine how stressful that would have been? <laughs> Just like, oh my god. <laughs> and it was really, it was, it was a really a difficult call for him because, like, the war was incredibly unpopular. Yeah, like incredibly unpopular because it's a war. No one likes war. That is part of the reason he got the Emancipation Proclamation going and passed the 13th Amendment to the Constitution. Now, something I should add, because the Confederate the Confederate States of America no longer consider themselves part of the United States, the slightly more left-wing, centrist views of the Union, the United States of America, could pass whatever laws they wanted. Mm-hmm. They pushed through, but, good, like, good, good ones. Okay. They pushed through the 13th Amendment to the Constitution, which categorically prohibited slavery in all its forms. Good. It they introduced income tax. Mm-hmm. Various good things. The income tax paid for the war. Oh, that's good. You know, they got it out of the way because the Confederates they couldn't pay for their war because obviously there was there was no tax coming in. Yeah. So they managed to get through all these because Lincoln was a Federalist, just like Hamilton. He was a Federalist. He believed in like this federal government and how it would be the best thing. To run yeah. the so they managed to get all that a done. government that serves the the people mm-hmm. yeah, not not itself right the, the 13 pretty much the 13th amendment got abraham lincoln re-elected oh he was standing against george mcclellan remember that name <laughs> sounds like a character out of it's always sunny he was a he was point. a former <laughs> union general i mentioned him before yes i know i know he was a former I know, union but general. i just every time i hear it i want to let you know it sounded like a character from it's always sunny oh just think his, his about op- it. His opponent, Liam McPoyle. <laughs> uh, carry on. His opponent, George McClellan, wasn't really pro-war, to be honest with you. Just like, wasn't really anti-slavery either. Oh my god. So people think that had he been elected, he would have just gone, Yeah, let's 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 finish up. We well, don't need we don't need to have this war anymore. Well, we're done. You can have this is over. We'll take back those territories that we've got. We'll stop slavery there, but you can have slavery wherever, wherever you like. Oh my god. As long as we preserve the union. Lincoln, however, was uh, fervent in his in his aspirations. Yeah. He wanted to restore the Union by any means necessary and see this war through to its conclusion. Okay. Because, obviously, he passed this 13th Amendment, which meant um, he outlawed slavery, but he was still fighting people who wanted slavery. So mm-hmm. how, can you, how can you just end a war when that's, that's the law? They wouldn't go with it. So the war's winding down a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Confederates have run out of supplies. They're getting... They have less men. They are running out of of, of soldiers and, and time and money and resources. The only places... After several of these victories that I mentioned before in Mobile and Atlanta and Nashville, where Jefferson Davis, the president of the Confederacy, and Robert E. Lee, the lead general, were in... <clears throat> excuse me. Richmond, Virginia. Yep. The Confederate capital. And Petersburg, Virginia. Um, which is, I'm not sure if it's, it is Virginia actually, which he was laying siege to at the time. Yep. So at a place called Apomatox, in a courthouse in Apomatox. Uh, Virginia, yeah, you It is right. Virginia. Uh, General Lee had evacuated his army to Apo- Apomatox after he was surrounded at Petersburg and, and Richmond. They had no more chance. They, they thought, well, this isn't looking good. He didn't mean to surrender. 
the Appomattox Courthouse is famous for being the, the place of the surrender of the location of the surrender of the Confederacy, but he didn't go there to to surrender. He only went there to regroup because there were supplies and more men waiting for them. Yeah. But Ulysses S. Grant chased them down mm-hmm. and surrounded them. He got there. He like he got there before them, and he surrounded them at Appomattox. So on April the nineteenth, sixty five, the Confederacy surrendered officially. Oh, yeah? There it is. The war was over. Okay. And let me guess, this is the rundown of what ha- the, the post-war yeah, rundown. Yeah, a little bit. Five days We're later. We're starting to get like a little thing going now on this podcast. Well, I mean... For, you build it up and then it ends and it's like, and this is the epilogue. <laughs> routine and formula are all good things. Do you like routine and formula? I like this. I'm okay with this. I'm well, if you're also this. okay with this and you like this, make sure to listen to the last three episodes. Yeah. Tune Subscribe. in again. Subscribe. Leave us a comment. Leave us a five-star rating. My favourite so far has been the Battle of Hastings. You love the Battle of Hastings. I really love the Battle like of Hastings. Game of Thrones shit. I just want to get... Instead of, like... I'm going to... Instead of, like, a Game of Thrones mm. shit, I will just have, in the font of Game of Thrones, Battle of Hastings. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you tune in to the next episodes. We're going... While Cup of RJ might be taking a hiatus. Yeah. Until the new year. Spoilers. Sorry, I don't know if you're. No, no, no. That. We are. We're taking. We're a- going hiatus from the right through till the end of December. the year, and then starting again in 2018, as if cool. nothing ever happened. <laughs> nice. Good for you, Lardy da. Oh, I need a break sometimes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can also check out the rest of the exciting podcasts available on Podmage, yep. such as Book Club, Moss on Sen, Kaparaji that we mentioned, and the Rhyme Quest. Available on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher. Not SoundCloud. Because they make you pay for it, the bastards. Well, I pay for these podcasts anyway. This is coming out of my pocket, man. SoundCloud make you pay a lot. Yeah, they do. I don't pay that much. I pay a a very nice amount. So, let's get back into this. Let's finish up. Okay. Five days after the official official Confederate surrender, on Mm -hmm. April the 14th, 1865, the Stars and Stripes, the flag of the United States of America, was hoisted above Fort Sumter, where this all began, where the first hostilities were. Mm-hmm. On that same evening, Abraham Lincoln thought, oh, you know what, I'll celebrate. I'll take in a show. Oh, no. No! For real. Are you fucking serious? For real. On the night that they're like, this is all done. On the night that they that basically announced that, yep, we won the war, done. Five days after the surrender, he went, oh, I'll go to the theatre with my wife. He was shot in the back by John Wilkes Booth and later died. I didn't know it was the same fucking week. Nope. I didn't know that. Nope. I thought that was such a different point in time. No, 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 no. I didn't. How the fuck have I gone through life and not known this? Well, RJ, the point of this podcast is that you don't know history. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would be a different podcast if I did. And now you do. It would just be us talking about history and you going, did you know this, RJ? I did, actually. Did you know this? Oh, I did, actually. And then just one time, did you know this? Oh, no, 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 you're wrong. It's, it's, actually, actually, this. it's actually this. Oh, really? Well, let's Google it. I was right. Damn it. Yeah, he was shot by John Wilkes Booth and he died. Oh and God. Andrew Johnson, the vice president, yeah. became the president. And just signed everything off and dealt with... Like, that's that's it. what the vice president has to do. It yeah. ha- it's happened three times in American history. I think I think McKinley, William McKinley was assassinated as well. Don't quote me. Um, Abe Lincoln was assassinated by John Wilkes Booth. Andrew Johnson yeah. became the president. John F. Kennedy. Yeah was and, uh, Andrew McKinley. Will, Andrew, William McKinley. William McKinley. <laughs> Audrey's Googling it for us. Uh, John F. Kennedy was obviously assassinated and Lyndon B. Johnson became president immediately. 
William McKinley, is he a president or was he a vice president? He was president. Okay, was the 25th president yep, assassinated. and assassinated in 1897. There you go, I was he right. He butt chin. I mean, he was the president, leave him alone. Wait, he was, oh, he was president in 1897. But William McKinley is who the tallest man in North America is named after. Mount McKinley in Alaska. Okay. There you go. Now, while <sighs> now while we're ending with a, a sad thing, Abe Lincoln, potentially the best president ever, people will argue, is has died. Um, it did signal a victory. People people think John Wilkes Booth might have been a slave owner. Oh, well that that would I, make. Sense. I think that <laughs> that makes sense. After considering the war, he it? just killed the man that got you know stopped him pretty from much having slaves. Um, not only did this signal the end of slavery. That's the most important and probably the best thing that it did. Mm-hmm. It created the United States as we know it today. Maybe p- pre-Trump. <laughs> We're at a troubling let's go, point. Let's go back to those halcyon days of the <laughs> the, the, the Clinton administration, shall we? The Cl- Even George W. Bush was fine. I was about the Clinton administration. Clinton was a decent prime minister. He just had the sex with that woman. Even though he's a president, I did not have sex. I did not have sex with. Why do I sound like an old granddad? I don't know. I did not have sex with that woman. That was better. You kind of need to sound like you've got no air left in your voice. A little bit like this for Bill Clinton. You kind of need to sound a bit like this for Bill Clinton. Well, I did not have sex with that woman. Maybe even just the download my song off of LimeWire. The halcyon days of the Obama administration, let's say. Oh, I, um, I miss Barack. Such a crack, charismatic man that cared. And it was did stuff for people. It built, Political bell. It built America as it is today, a federal state. It was a victory for federalism. Mm-hmm. It was a victory for slaves and black people for a bit, and then we just kept destroying. It was a them. victory for industry versus agriculture. Mm-hmm. The, sa- the South was much more agrarian. The North was industrial. That's also kind of what they were fighting against be like if if industrialism happens all our farmers are going to go out of work mm-hmm. it, it gave the united states a more <coughs> potent sovereignty mm-hmm. it almost made them a superpower in their own right yeah because obviously coming into the 19 in, into the 20th century because we're not you know we're 40 years away from the 20th century america was a huge superpower coming into the first world war there were isolationists up until right up until the 20s this huge economic boom how old was abe lincoln when he was assassinated i don't know he was and a, he died when? 1865. 1865. Because the way that you said that then, coming up into it, I was like, what year are we in? Um, I was just like, would Abe have seen any of the world wars? Oh, no, no, no. He no, was, he would not He have. died 60 years, well, uh, nearly like uh, 80 years before they happened. But it's just oh, no, the yeah. legacy he left behind that's created America and like the, the power that America became. It also, for better or for worse, made republicanism a thing. Well, at the time... It was a case of uh, the Democrats. Yeah, they were quite similar. It, it was infighting, wasn't it? In they were quite the similar. The Republicans and Democrats, and then they split into the Democrats and the Republicans. Democratic Republicans split into the Democrats and the Republicans. Tune in next week for I Don't Know Politics with Alex and I Oh, am I going to teach you politics? <laughs> You're going to teach me politics? I was going to say, fucking excuse me, I actually know a little bit of politics. Thank you very much. Okay, well. You know more than me, but still. Good job. Well, like, well done. Legitimately, well done. Because <laughs> politics is really complicated. Yeah. Scott, a lot of people go, I don't know Scott teaches me a lot. Apparently, I, d- I didn't smart, learn... He seems like a smart, clued in gentleman. He is, especially when it comes to politics. Did, cool. you, did you know that you used to want to be a director like me? 
he even made a, a video called Becoming be, RJ. I used to want to be a director like you. And no, you don't. I took an arrow to the knee. And then you took it. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> All right. This. End it. End it. I was about to end it for you. Yeah. So, the American Civil War. There you have it. Slightly redacted version. There is more. I could have gone into more detail about the Battle of Gettysburg, the Battle of Vicksburg, the Battle of Nashville, Atlanta, Mobile, all these places. But this is just an hour-long yeah, podcast. I wanted to give you a more holistic approach to, yes. to the Civil War. To this see the is impact. A, I feel like a great way to understand history in small little bites. And not to do a history degree on. Uh, yes. This is like a nice little trip to work, nice little lunch break, nice little cup of tea, while going through the basic history of humans. If you are doing a history degree and you're listening to this, thank you. <laughs> yes, also tweet at Kaparaje or at Podmage to let us know if there's any inaccuracies. Oh, did you enjoy this episode of, of I Don't Know History? I did. Do you feel like you know a little bit more about history now? I feel like I know a little bit more about history. Well, good. Because there's a test at the end of the season. <laughs> no! I hope not. Are you serious? I'm going to do it now. No, I can't! I can't! I can't! I hope you have a lovely day, evening, weekend, rest of the week. Whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Make sure to check out everything else on Podmage. Love you. Bye. <laughs>